0: Hello everyone and welcome to Friends to the End, your one-stop shop for everything Friends, where me and my my good friend, uh, we're going to sit down and watch every episode of Friends and then record a podcast about what we think about it. Because if there was one thing that the podcast world was missing was a breakdown show by show of a show that ended <laughs> 12 years ago. So you've asked for internet and here it is. We are going to break down every Friends episode. I'm Michael Clancy and joining me is my business partner, Elizabeth Lovely. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello. We're going into this. There's about 236 episodes of Friends that we're going to sit down and watch one by one by one. Yes. Um, you come from the unique perspective where you've seen one season of it. You've actually just watched one season have
1: yes just finished the first season
0: mhm so you're you're slightly ahead of where we are right now but eventually we're going to overlap you don't know anything about friends you don't you don't know who goes where or or, or which characters die of drug addictions and oh, and, and who gets pet pet monkeys and all these things i
1: do not know and i tried to keep it that way
0: mhm oh it's going to be fun from my perspective oh, i've got a, a very rich and full background with friends i i it was really the first grown up show that i started watching as a as a young lad back in scotland all those years ago in 1994 yeah, i was probably about 10 years old when we first start when i first started watching it and it seemed very grown up for me you know having grown up on things like Rugrats and Doug and uh, (laughs) Clarissa experience at all and things like that this was this was more cool this was like grown-ups drinking coffee and having relationships and things like that it was very different for me so um I kind of grew up with it and then well we'll get into it but basically Jennifer Aniston was uh my 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 first crush that was my my sexual awakening if you will
1: of course
0: and then. You and uh, a
1: million others.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it was all in the hair. It was all in the haircut. Oh. The Rachel. It swept the nation. And then, like, in university, many, many wasted hours, we had a channel called E4 in the UK. You wouldn't know this because you're just a a simple American with your stupid network television. But we had a a station called E4 where basically Friends was showing four times a day, and we would just gather around and watch the same four episodes every day. And, uh, yeah, so I've I've seen every episode of of Friends. There's going to be no surprises for me. I've seen every episode at least two or three times but
1: won't it be fun to watch my reaction
0: it's gonna be great and i love the fact that you literally like well let's start with that i mean you are a woman a few years younger than me but you know in the the age of the internet the age of netflix and we're going to be watching all these episodes on netflix how how have you not seen friends up until now how is it that only up until about a month ago you hadn't seen a single episode and you don't know you don't know where we're going
1: I think I remember seeing it on TV and maybe even when it was just in reruns, but it never caught my eye. There was always something better, I guess. It just it didn't do it for me because, you know, I saw the characters and they looked old. <laughs> <laughs> and as a teenager, I wanted to relate more, so I guess I probably watched those more teenage shows. But
0: that's the exact opposite for me. I mean, I was like... I wasn't even a teenager, I was like 11 at the most I think I probably started watching it in like season 3 I kind of joined in Mm. And like these guys, they seemed so old to me Even though they were probably, well we'll we'll get to their ages But they were, you know, maybe 10, 15 years older than me And they seemed like so old So I I, I don't know how, I I don't know if to me that was part of the appeal For me it was a very grown up show Yeah, it was cool Yeah, it was cool uh, yeah, I don't I, don't I just f-
1: felt, you know, oh gosh, another show about people having a huge apartment that you couldn't afford. You live in New York City and you're broke. You're a waitress. You're whatever. And I just didn't connect with it. Yeah. So I remember, you know, in school people talking about it or even in college people talking about it. And I, I never sat down and watched an episode. So uh, here we go. Well,
0: yeah, here we go. And uh, <laughs> the episode that we we have just watched as we'll be going through every episode. Um, we just watched the pilot episode, which um, aired in, on September 22nd in 1994. It's an episode of many names. It's also known as the one where it all began. The one, I think, as it's known on Netflix, the one where Monica gets a new roommate. It's also known as the first one. Um, like, in its grand tradition of um, sitcoms, it introduces you to this world and as it as it progresses for the first season there'll be probably many many changes as we go on. I think as we go through these episodes we'll probably do like a plot synopsis, but I think for this one it's it's not a very plot heavy episode. There's there's not too much going on. It's really just oh, setting you up. Yeah, setting you up, introducing you to those characters. So, why don't we go through each character and you can kind of give your your first impressions of them because it's going to be so fun to watch these characters change, and and spoiler alert, Elizabeth, <laughs> these characters will change a fair amount before the end. Oh um, boy! Physically? Physically, yes. Mentally, um, volume wise, some of them will get a lot louder volume as we go on. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, basically, one of the characters becomes the inspiration for New Girl with um the shouting that they do, but oh, I'm not going to spoil boy. that to you. You could probably guess from the early, <laughs> from the early onset who that's going to be. So we're introduced, we have those, our six twenty 20-something New Yorkers. 20-something.
1: Um, yeah, 20-something. I can't get over the fact that they looked early 30s. Oh, at, yeah. At, I mean, at least I'd say that Monica, Chandler, and Ross, and Phoebe are early 30s.
0: Already? On Already. Episode? Oh, no, and, no, no.
1: And, and Joey and Rachel are both immature in age and the way they look. So those are the only believable ones for me that they could be maybe late <laughs> 20s. Well
0: when we get to season 5 or 6 where they have a specific episode where Joey is freaking out that everyone is turning 30 you're going to it's really going to confuse you 30. um just to give you some sort of idea of it you know Ross is the oldest Ross is as uh, Monica's older brother uh-huh. and then Monica is the same age as, as uh, Rachel because they've I they've guess. dated Chandler is roughly the same age as Ross cuz they go to to university together and Joey, mm. Joey's just in there. He's in there with it. And I suppose Phoebe's just in there as well because she's kind of the X Factor. Mm. So let, let's break down all the characters because I think that's going to be important. We meet them all in the coffee shop um, right there in Central Perk, currently without the sign on the window, but yes. it's, it, it's still Central Perk Coffee. And this, this is a trope that, 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 that kind of marks a lot of season one, I think, where they're just kind of sitting in the coffee shop and they're just talking about random, bizarre nonsense and I think that's something that they kind of fade away from. I think they're trying to set up the fact that they are just good friends and friends just sit around talking about nothing every day. So I think we open with Joy re- uh, sorry Chandler re- recapping a dream uh, that he's had uh, <laughs> about going to high school, some sort of stress dream. But uh, you're introduced to all these characters. Um, but let, let's start with Chandler saying he's uh, he's the one that's talking about his dream. What, now you've already seen the first the first series of the show, but let's let's imagine that this is you watching it for, for the very first time. What does this episode tell you about Chandler?
1: Immediately, that he is the clown. Mm-hmm. He makes the jokes. He has the quick wit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think he's cute. So you think that. He's cute? I think he's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think his sense of humor is very funny, uh, captivating, and it doesn't. You know, it's forced at times. But he's definitely the one that'll be the comic relief of the show.
0: Yeah. Some much-needed comic relief from all the drama that that, that pops up drama. along the way. You never
1: know. Well, I don't know.
0: Chandler was the one that I most related to. I thought yeah. he was just the funniest guy ever growing up, and he's like, <laughs> I I think he was probably the one that I tried to emulate watching the show. Um, I think I always tried to have like that very dry sense of humor or that dry quip to kind of like undercut the tension or kind of, and it to the point where like my brothers and sisters were having none of it they used to like i would like maybe make a like a little funny quip that i thought was the funniest thing ever and they would just be like you're just trying to be chandler from friends stop it that's really stupid and <laughs> it was try. so imba- yeah i did it was really embarrassing <laughs> but uh yeah um he was the one that i related to the most oh, um, wow. and i thought he was the coolest but clearly he wasn't based on how much i was made fun of by um, oh. my brothers and sisters
1: probably well deserved
0: yeah so that's matthew perry is is Chandler, he he's very much the jokester of the group, definitely. <laughs> and uh, well, who else do we have? We've got um, Monica. Monica, Monica played by uh, Courtney Cox. Uh, in this episode, she's kind of talking about. Uh, she's probably like the the narrative, the narrative focus of the episode from her point of view because she's preparing for a big date. What what did you glean from Monica in the in this first episode?
1: Um, relatable. She seems a little anal about things, she says a line, something like, now put my table back, or, you know, she seems she likes things a certain way, mm. can kind of gather that from her, her uh, couple of the lines she says, but yeah, she, other than the fact that I think she's 34, she's relatable for women who just want to find, like, a good guy, and just, you know, will date, and do their thing and hoping that it'll work out and in this episode i i actually believed it would for her i thought this is going to be the start of something this new guy coming in the wine guy Mm. and then he tricks her
0: yeah well we'll get to the narrative in a minute but yeah she's a little bit naive and she's a little bit duped i'm just looking up her age i think she was 30 when this show first came out so yeah
1: I knew it, I knew it, I knew it.
0: 30 to 25. I knew it. It's within the realms of of believability, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you pick out from the very first episode that she's, you know, a little bit anal and she likes things a a certain way. You know, that's something I didn't pick up on, but that's certainly an aspect of her character. Hopefully not spoiling it too much, but that is something they definitely play up in years in in the years to come, that's definitely something to look out for.
1: No spoilers.
0: No spoilers, but that's just a little character trait that she's going to pick up, and that's something they're definitely going to develop. What about Phoebe Phoebs, played by Lisa Kudrow? What did what did you what did you make of her?
1: I love Phoebe.
0: <laughs> why do you she's love? Phoebe? She's my instant favorite. I, I I'm not really surprised, but why why do you love Phoebe?
1: Because she's really out there and not not afraid to be who she is. She's not afraid to be weird and Mm -hmm. people might look at her and she doesn't care. She's just herself. And I think that's a really good uh, role model. For people watching it.
0: Yeah, you would like that bloody hippie costume. Yeah. The very, like, her first kind of defining characteristic moment is when Ross comes into the coffee shop and he sits down on the couch and Phoebe starts going, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but <laughs> she starts sort of, sort of waving her arms above her, his head and Ross gets really annoyed and it's just like, he's like, stop cleansing my aura. Uh So I suppose... In that situation you would be the Phoebe and I would be the Ross. I think I would be quite annoyed by that sort of thing, but
1: She's helping him out. She's doing him a favor.
0: <laughs> it's funny she's sort of seen as the the weirdo trippy one, but you know, 20 years later she's probably You with your new age normal. nonsense, yeah, ahead of the curve. Yeah. She'd fit right in in Brooklyn, I think, in modern day.
1: I don't I don't super get what she where she's going to go her mm-hmm. character. She because she seems funny and cute and nice and But I just don't get what her story is yet. You know?
0: Well, again, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but I think that's something that the writers take many, many a year struggling to figure out as well. okay. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think she's the one that kind of... More so than any of the others, kind of struggle. They struggled to like find a, a, a tangible, recurring stir- storyline mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. I think she's probably quite a difficult character to write for. Really, I mean, she she's good for one liners, but perhaps not so good for the deeper stuff. We've also got we've also got Joey.
1: Yeah, Joey.
0: You know, played by Matt LeBlanc. He's the sort of smooth talking Italian American. Chap with an absolutely ridiculous side-parting pudding bowl cut is absolutely ridiculous. What did you think of Joey? He's not in the Mafia, by the way, before you ask, because uh, I know you have that <laughs> that predetermination.
1: No, definitely not. I wasn't thinking that at all. All
0: right, so what did you think of Joey from this episode? You know, put out of your head what you, um, you know from Joy from season one.
1: He's immature. Right. You know, he's kind of like the frat boy mm-hmm. of the group he probably gets a lot of women and you know he's an actor so he's probably a starving artist and i don't know going around and meeting people and i don't know if he works other than that he just in the episode said he is an actor if he has any other side jobs like many a uh, actor do hmm. um but yeah he seems just kind of like the immature stupid
0: <laughs> yeah
1: like, well, we need someone to to not hold the conversation well or someone to not understand. And I think maybe uh, Phoebe might be a little bit like that, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know. They could be in the same family.
0: Yeah, Phoebe's kind of like the new agey hippie one. And then Joey is just kind of the like, oh, bless him. He's not quite as smart as the rest of the group. Yeah. So, like, you've, you've got two people that are kind of... Undercut the conversations Well, you've got Chandler as well They're all undercutting each other's conversations it's
1: Yeah, but Chandler seems more intelligent Or at least, you know, he wears a suit So in my <laughs> opinion, he must be Well,
0: in this episode, he it doesn't reveal his job He talks about, like,
1: inputting data in and yeah. at,
0: at one point, he seems to be dressed like a, a 90s magician With a ludicrous baggy shirt and some <laughs> stupid waistcoat thing But, um...
1: It's the '90s, man.
0: Uh, it's the oh, I mean, that's gonna be it's gonna be so fun examining the 1990s in terms <laughs> of fashion and um, mm-hmm. you know like uh, furniture design and stuff like that. It's gonna be fantastic. All right. Um, uh, apart from that, we also have Ross, the character of Ross, who is Monica's older brother. Uh, he's introduced. He, you know, he kind of has the well. There's two characters that, that have this big life change that is affecting them right there and then. For him, his his wife has just moved out and uh has the re- revelation that she's a lesbian and she's left him uh what, what what can we glean from ross from this first episode oh not a fan
1: no i'm not a fan why i think he has a weird face and oh come on i just I, there's just something about him there's <laughs> like a, a weird thing i don't i don't care about his character
0: from this first episode. From this
1: first episode, I just, I'm just like, he's this hurting. Is there.
0: He's hurting. Yeah. His wife's just left him.
1: Uh, yeah. How can you be so callous? I don't know. There's something about him that bothers me, and, and because I've never seen him in anything mm-hmm. other than an episode of Thirty Rock, where he played oh, a aka Greenzo. Greenzo. He played a character that was uh went a little overboard, being the environmentalist, and uh, he just he just went crazy and shouted. You'll all be greenzo And ever since then, I can't picture anything but Greenzo and his little costume oh, and his cape.
0: Oh, but Ross. He's Ross. He's, yeah, but he's, he's He's hurting. His, his wife's left a name? Him. Ross. Ross? Oh, boy. I
1: well. mean, the, he has a very close relationship with Monica, it seems. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like if it wasn't it wasn't determined right away, oh, this is my brother, Ross. I probably would have thought they were together because they're touchy, you know, they will like on the cheek or a whatever. A little too
0: touchy. Uh, like. I mean, it's, it's
1: nice, you know. They they don't have that weird, oh, because we're brother and sister, we can't show affection thing that, you know, a lot of people just do. But um, if it wasn't made clear to me, I would think that maybe they were together.
0: Mm, fair enough. And then... Oh, I think I think we were together on this towards the end of the episode. I think you're a little bit put off because he's like he's he's been at work or or whatever is and they're relaxing in Monica's apartment at the end of the day and then he he seems to have un he's he's wanting to unwind they're watching t v you know they do that thing where the um they play the national anthem at the end you know this is very 1990s they play the national anthem because the network is closing down for the night because after midnight there can't be anything on TV and he's unwinding he's untucked his shirt you <laughs> he, he pointed out he's wearing like a Grandpa Joe from from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like a night, night shirt. Shirt. Yeah. Yes,
1: a nightshirt. And so...
0: And then he, towards the end of the episodes, he has a little bit of good news and he kind of steps up with a spring in his step and together we sang, good morning, morning.
1: Look, look at, at the, the sun. sun.
0: Yes, very good indeed. Um, so, and that did nothing for you? You still couldn't get on Team Ross after that?
1: I thought the way it ended was real nice with the relating back to grabbing a spoon. Mm. I thought that was nice. It makes you want to know what's going to happen to the characters. The writing was was well done there, but no, like I, I don't really I just don't really care for them yet. Um, then again, I don't I don't really care for any of them. Mm-hmm. I you know I, I, I get it, but at the same time I keep thinking, what kind of tw- oh my goodness twenty somethings I I guess that's what they are have yeah, a beautiful 25. apartment that they're all like near each other. They can afford it. Like it just it seems. Unbelievable. To well,
0: it, it's revealed later on that um, uh, Monica inherited that apartment from her grandmother and it's rent controlled. Oh, so that's well. why they can afford such a beautiful apartment. That explains Just, it. Yeah, well, well, these are all little details that you'll pick up along the way, but those were certainly questions as a 10-year-old I was asking as well before <laughs> it was properly explained. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, Ross and his barrier because he had put an appearance in 30 Rock and he played a very awkward character, but there's mm-hmm. one more Friends regular who popped up sure. as a as a guest character on 30 Rock in a pretty awkward role, and of course I'm talking about... Uh, Jennifer Aniston, the, 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 the woman that that opened my eyes uh, <laughs> as a young man way back in the day. Yeah, yes, yeah, my eyes. Um, when she, and she also played an awkward character as Jack's love interest and Liz Lemon's good friend in the episode of 30 Rock. Yeah. What did you think of Rachel? You know, Rachel introduced, you know, she along with Ross, she had this big life change. She's left her husband at the altar and, you know, it's been implied that she's kind of Depended on her on her parents all of her life and, and now she's kind of striking out on her own I mean, what, what did you think of Rachel Green in this first episode?
1: Hmm. Um, I thought, again, she was one that was believable um, Her Both her age and the way she acted seemed You know, like she really hasn't had to do too much for herself And that things might have been handed to her along the way Which I guess is true, as she had to cut up the credit cards That hmm. her parents were paying for or Her dad was paying for, whoever it was um, but yeah, I think, I think that she was good. I think she's a good actress. Um, but she doesn't, she doesn't captivate me quite as much as some of the others. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I'd say favorite guy Chandler, mm-hmm. favorite girl Phoebe. Mm-hmm. And I remember when other people would talk about this show when I was younger and uh, no one liked Phoebe.
0: Yeah, I don't like Phoebe. Yeah, I never yeah. liked Phoebe. I find Phoebe very annoying. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, and maybe if if I had seen at different time, I, I wouldn't have. But I didn't really understand what they're talking about, you know. But I remember the name, and and I, I remember of seeing uh, Lisa Kudrow, That's her mm-hmm. name, yeah. In yeah, other other things, and and thinking she was just fine. But you know, I like her in this.
0: Well, you're kind of that hippy dippy flower child, uh, you know. You're into that astrology She's and cleansing free. aura and all that bollocks. So, bollocks. <laughs> Sorry, um, going to offend oh, yeah. all of our listeners. No. No,
1: I all of don't. our hippie Italian American. No,
0: you you offend that side of it, and everybody called Ross has already turned off because oh, you've insulted that true. name. Yeah, you know. Sorry, guys. It's pretty much every you know everyone called Ross is like, yes, they're talking about friends again. Let's <laughs> see what they're going to talk about. Well, it's interesting that those are the two that you kind of um, formed a bond within this first episode because I dare say they had, they're they're the two that kind of have not very much to do in this opening episode. And hmm. I, I, I don't think we'll go too much into the, the plot of this episode because it is very much about establishing those characters. And I think you've kind of given us an idea of what they're all about very nicely. But basically, Monica is uh, preparing for a date. She's very nervous. She's going out with Paul, the wine guy, who's a, a very tall um, gentleman played by John Allen Nelson. And um, they go out on a date and the date seems to go very well. And he talks about is it his ex-wife. Thanks. Ex wife or, or certainly so, someone or... that he's been very close with in a relationship and how that relationship scarred him deeply and he ended up uh breaking her watch and I think he like feeds her some line about how since they've broken up he's not been able to 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 be with a woman. He's not been able to perform perform the act of love making, I suppose. The <laughs> you know, being intimate.
1: Sex. Yes,
0: okay. sex is another way of putting it. Yes. He's not been able to do that and um you know, that's just enough to um really Really, um, <laughs> <laughs> really get Monica's panties dropping oh, because, boy. sure enough, he, uh, he he stays the night and um, he woos her. But then Monica, oh no, goes into work the next day and is talking to a coworker, and and she talks about how she, you know, redeflowered uh, Paul, the wine guy as well and it mm-hmm. seems like it's just a line that he's feeding them and uh she gets her revenge in a, a a neat little stamping on his watch that is just left on their living room floor so
1: what a jerk
0: that that's kind of her plot line all all wrapped up you know i think in this first episode they're kind of trying to establish her as this unlucky in love kind of, unlucky in love you know gorgeous hollywood actress you know but uh,
1: is that really a line that men would use
0: is that a line men would use? I'd never thought to use it, certainly. But, but
1: the, you know, the guy seemed to falter for not knowing that that was a, a line. Oh,
0: yeah, Joey's giving her... Well, well, Joey's a player, and maybe that doesn't come mm. off quite so well in this episode. Although it's hinted at, you know, he kind of propositions Rachel at one point as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, Joey, Joey knows all the tricks. And, you know, perhaps my naive self is an a, a 11-year-old watching this show back in the day. I didn't think it was such a smooth line, but, uh, you know... It, it got the job done And if a, a skilled swordsman like Joey Knows all about it Then I suppose I suppose it's a pretty decent line And I think the The other thing that they lay down in this episode Which is going to become uh, A very recurring trope Throughout season one And going forward Is uh, the fact that Our our good friend Ross he's He's got a wee thing for Rachel He's got a, he's got a wee yeah. bit of a crush on Rachel It's revealed that he He, he liked her in high school And he was, uh, uh, when she was friends with her his sister back in the day, and, and mm-hmm. now those feelings, despite the fact he's still very much hurting from a messy divorce, he, he, you know, those feelings are stirring back up. And at the end of the episode, it's kind of hinted on oh, maybe he'll ask her on a date, maybe he won't, who mm-hmm. knows, who's to say what will happen, but uh,
1: yeah, she's she's all for it. She says, Yeah, yeah, yeah she going ask seems me right. out some time, yeah. sure.
0: And spoiler alert, that's Don't. Well, they have a real Ross and Rachel relationship. Oh,
1: um, God. I keep saying that.
0: I keep saying that, and that's something that's going to become more and more um, uh, revealing as we go through, I think.
1: Can I give my predictions?
0: Yeah, you can give your predictions, and it's worth it. Well, you're not on Twitter, so I, the, the opportunity for people to kind of spoil things for you is um, going to be quite slim, but... Yeah, certainly. Give give your predictions. What do you think is going to happen, I suppose? Here we are on episode one. We've got 235 (laughs) episodes to go. We've got 10 years to spend with these people. Where do you think we're going to end up in 2004 when it all comes to an end?
1: I think that Chandler and Rachel will be together.
0: Oh, that's bold. But you're, I think you're basing that not so much on just this first episode, but based on the fact that you've seen season one. I'm looking forward to getting through There's season one. There's no
1: hint of that, right. though, throughout the season.
0: Oh, you don't think so? That's just a hunch no. that you have? Yeah. Okay.
1: That's just a hunch. I just think they look cute together. Okay. Hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sure if any of the others will end up being within the group. Okay. I just feel those two... Might be romantically involved, okay. but the others might have other people that okay. we might get introduced to mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, because no one's really stuck stuck
0: in yeah. so far. Okay, that's good. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna be lots and lots of um, celebrity appearances. There's gonna be kind of famous faces that the gang date along the way. There's gonna be some really bizarre, and I think we've already seen some of it. Uh, you've already seen some of it in season one. Some very bizarre, like kind of crossover things where like things from other TV shows and movies kind of leak into the, and you're probably going to be very confused by them, but Mm. don't worry, I got your back. I'm going to explain (laughs) all this to you. It's going to be a a fun little adventure. Thank you, friend. Well, Elizabeth, I'll be there for you when you have these questions and when the rain starts to fall. I'll be
1: there for you too.
0: (sighs) Thanks very much. Give us a cuddle. All right. That's been the very first episode of Friends Till the End. Uh, we'll be back very shortly with uh, episode two, where we're, we're talking about the second episode, uh, the one with the sonogram at the end, which is a bit of a spoiler in the title. But um, yeah, mm, but, we'll, but
1: whose sonogram?
0: Who's sonogram indeed? Well, we'll find out the answer to that question and many more in that next episode, and I hope you can join us for that. So thanks very much. See you next time.
1: Come on our adventure. <laughs>